Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Like Let's start the show. I'm sorry, but we live to tell about it. We live to do a whole bunch more crazy, stupid shit. And I never saw Leonard Skinner, but I sure saw Molly Hatchet. With 38 special and the Johnny Van Zandt fans. Okay. We are recording this on Memorial Day. Mm, MDW. That is true uh the close of mdw as it were uh which you know i think has been a holiday for all three of you guys Uh, i'm still in my fun employment period i guess so um technically uh every day is memorial day for me uh at least for the next week um but it's uh it's one of those three-day weekend holidays and you might be tempted to uh, to partake in some uh, activities related to uh, long weekend type holidays. Um, uh, obviously, your classics: uh, grilling burgers and day mm. drinking. White uh, claws. <laughs> sure, uh, that that is a thing, I suppose. Uh, or you might choose to get. A little more, a little more explosive with your activities. A little more lit. <laughs> oh no! Oh, yeah, yeah, shun the I, snack. I... Shun, shun the millennial. Uh, no, Max. I think that that is is absolutely right. And um, uh, you you happen to be in Maine, and apparently they really like getting lit on really any any summerish day, which makes sense because. You know, the, those warm days have to make the most of there. But but is there a particular activity that you think people are very much inclined to do in these summer months in uh, Maine? Uh, I think people like to drink, but that's not mm. what you're talking about. I think people like to drink all the time. Um, people like to shoot and light fireworks. Ah. Ooh, firecrackers. Yes. Great place for that, given all of the, the uh, trees and, and wood and, and pine underbrush. Um, that's probably why they call it the Lone Pine State, is because they blew up all the other ones with the fireworks. Uh, but but yeah, I I was thinking about that uh, this fireworks thing as I was driving along through South Carolina last week because South Carolina has these signs all over the place for buying fireworks, and you know you got to get them before you leave the state. And and I and I guess it's a really big industry um, for them that something people engage with a lot. But I have never had that itch to scratch, even though I think it is one that, I mean, Kevin, was was there like a phase in your life, or, or at least maybe with people we were around like early on, where it's like, I must light something on fire? Yeah, I think that in the neighborhood, it was always a thing that would happen. Um, you know, sometimes relatives would go to these places and bring, and bring fireworks also my my cousin who i hung out with a lot like he went through a big uh pyrotechnic phase and you know he one summer he just came in hot and was showing me all kinds of stuff uh, um and yeah so i mean it was came a phase it was a it was a childhood summer thing that i kind of you know look back on and i don't really understand why or when it started or when it ended or, or what but 
Yeah, it was a thing. Yeah. There there's like this there's like this dangerous pipeline that is sparklers, Roman candles, C four. I don't know how it happens, but I just remember that being being the pipeline. And Max, you just seem to recognize this pipeline. Maybe you had friends who who went uh, down this pipeline, but I think it exists. It's like this curiosity, which is usually laudable in young people, but not always. Yeah, there's a curiosity for fire, and then things that that burn in different ways, like fireworks. Um, we used to break sparklers apart, and so you could make a big pile of sparkler dust. Mm-hmm. If you lit that stuff on fire, <laughs> it, it burned white hot. It would melt anything. Uh, the best is you, you put all the sparklers in a box, and you light one of them and throw it in the box, and then let the, the box <laughs> shoot the flames out on the side. That that was yeah, that works too. Um, yeah, we we so I, one thing that you 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 mentioned that I kind of wanted to hit on. You said it must be a big industry, and I'm not arguing whether it is or isn't. But I think there is something to be said for a type of industry like that that is um, – there's different laws in different state lines. So anytime you cross a state line, you kind of get marketed towards things that are either offered in that state for a lot less money or are simply offered in that state but not in another. Because um, mm-hmm. we – I grew up a lot you know, going to New Hampshire, and New Hampshire – Everything is legal, and any all the states around it, everything is illegal. With now marijuana being the opposite, it's only illegal in New Hampshire because live free or die, unless you want to smoke pot, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think you get marketed a lot from from that. But but also there is a big industry of people buying fireworks, and I'd love to talk about maybe who's who's buying them too. And who's making them? Like, have you ever met anyone who's like, oh yeah, like I designed the fireworks? I think they the design. Inter- I think they're all made in China. Oh. I mean, I think there's. Well, I don't know where they're decent, designed, though. Decent chance uh, of that. There, so on that, I, I, we we can spend longer on it. But there's there's a movie that came out a few years ago, and it's I believe called Brimstone and Glory, and it is set in Mexico in a town that is known specifically for amateur pyrotechnicians. They make these huge fireworks displays, and it, it's they have. Uh, for, I I think it's a festival that I was unfamiliar with. It's not like Day of the Dead or something, but if it is, I apologize. But anyways, it's about this festival and them getting ready, and they have, I'm not kidding you, they are 200 feet tall um, structures of fireworks, and then they also have this thing where they have this basically bull, this kind of demon bull that goes through the town um, and, and has fireworks, and so you have kids, very, very young, who are running through, and it's it, it's an amazing documentary because you can imagine the colors at, at night and everything, and this draws people together who are losing fingers and arms, but it is this cultural thing, whereas I think that you know, in in America, Max, I think the appeal is is maybe more of kind of what you got at, which is, oh, I can't do this in Maine, but I can get it in New Hampshire and then bring it here and show it off. And, and so, I think as a kid, it's like a curiosity, and does it morph into? I mean, and as a kid, it's also the thing I'm not supposed to do is appealing, but then there becomes this. Oh, I my family drove to south carolina and look at this cool stuff i got i'm gonna go show it off in my cul-de-sac i mean sean you mentioned doing stuff like that at at the beach but maybe that's more of a let's screw around type of thing well so i i grew up in a place where there's a, a law against like personal firework use uh, and so like i think it, you can't even get them in orleans parish uh, but i used to go you know, like my so my dad's entire family still lives in New Orleans. So between his generation 
like him and his brothers and all of their kids there you know like 20 people living in roughly the same place and so for a long time we would go uh, late summer before everyone had to go back to school uh, and like go rent a giant beach house that would sleep 20 people so that we could all you know we could all blow off some steam before uh, going back to our lives and um, it, you know, it was in a place like Gulf Shores or Orange Beach, like kind of right near the the whole sort of Florabama type part of the world. And you could easily get uh, large quantities of fireworks uh, in the state of Alabama. <laughs> and so one I, like one night before the before the week was out, we would always shoot off a bunch of fireworks on the beach with our uncle frank and i think it's important for you know i think it's important to have uh your your uncle frank your kind of zany firework sherpa uh you know when you're kids it's it's important it it, safety is good little little recklessness is is fine but you know safe recklessness um but you know it was like it was like a little spectacle you know it was yeah. i think it was having control over a spectacle because like you could go see the giant fourth of july fireworks show but that's not the same as picking out roman candles and you know jokingly uh shooting bottle rockets in the vicinity not technically at but in the vicinity of your cousins <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you you indicated something that's uh, structurally fairly sound and, and kind of wholesome, which I appreciate. I, I can appreciate that the nice cul-de-sac show. But Max, I don't. I get the sense that maybe that's not what is appealing to you. You you maybe may, maybe you know people who who are more interested in the living on the edge type thing, which is I am with a a base element which is fire, which has which is really the story of fire is the story of humanity or controlled fire. So you want to live on that edge. Is is that as opposed to the cul de sac, like the people watching at the end of the day, like you're not here for that? I take it. Um. Well, th- you're describing how I was when I was younger and and purchased fireworks. Um. I haven't purchased fireworks in at least nine months, so that's not me anymore. <laughs> now he purchases um, lottery tickets. Yeah, <laughs> but I you no, know, I I think there is something about that. Um, there, I I mean the the danger part is is real. Jason Pierre Paul can attest to that. Oof. Um, you know we all it's it's not a safe thing to do, and especially when you mix alcohol in with the, with it, which everyone does. You're obviously you're not shooting off fireworks if you're not drinking. Just, well, that that'd be ridiculous. So <laughs> I don't know. I I like what Sean was saying about it brings people together and it's it's putting on a spectacle of yourself and you should do it safely. I mean there there is an allure to the to the danger and fire aspect of it as well. But at least for me as an adult, like I'm not, I'm not buying the giant absurd firework things. I might buy you know I might buy a couple packs of roman candles for for up at the lake just to kind of have fun with them but i think the fun is is more what what sean was getting at of like oh it's summer and it's just a thing we do and you don't i'm not shooting them at people any (laughs) any not now it's it's so strange we don't we don't do it in in the winter but uh, i mean kevin i think you and i are are from a place that like very much has four seasons and i do think that the summer season is a lot of way to huh we don't do it about not doing fireworks in the winter yeah one one of the biggest firework holiday of the year 
Oh. Yeah. Well, that's Did professional they... ones. The people who do them in their backyards. Oh, the oh buddy. Oh, buddy, you are mistaken. <laughs> maybe, oh. not, uh, maybe they don't really do it up here, but that's because nobody in New England leaves their home for so six months. In the... Now, so, so I, I said that there was a, a law against uh, personal use fireworks in Orleans, Paris, where I live or where my parents live. There is no such ordinance in Jefferson Parish, the neighboring parish where my grandparents live and where we celebrate Christmas Eve. Uh, so uh, there, trust me, people are shooting off some damn fireworks on New Year's Eve in Louisiana. I can tell you that. But, yeah. yeah. In, some, in some ways, you have fortified my, my kind of thought, though, which is really these are warm weather things. Um, and, and I think that's because you... You can't really, I mean, you could watch fireworks from inside. I know there's this idea of like, oh, I need to go into the tall building and watch the fireworks. But it does seem to be such a warm weather thing. And so I associate it with, with summer. And I think that's a that's a, a strong thing. There, there, I think there is something really, again, maybe wholesome is the right word, but, but really, uh, I don't know, it's a nice feeling of nostalgia to think about, oh, I'm outside looking up and there are not just fireflies, but there are also fireworks up in the sky. I think that that is such a strong, um, it's probably not just American, but it feels like very much, let me go wave my flag about it type thing. Yeah, I think that's also partially the difference between a place that has actual winter and the place that thinks that 55 degrees is winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think when I when I think back about it, I'm it, like when I was, uh, you know, enamored with with fireworks when I was a kid, I didn't realize that like the adults that were there were like were drinking or, or what being drunk meant. Like for, for me, it was just the uh, the anticipation like, oh, this one's called the big one. Like, let's save that one for last. Like, and I, I don't know, I feel like it'd be such a different thing if I wouldn't try to do backyard fireworks now because yeah, I haven't in quite some time. Yeah, there, there's 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 something so innocent about it that is completely ruined when I when if I go back and think about oh all those people had a bunch of fire things that they they were like oh this one's called this or maybe it's this I don't know what and they've been drinking and they're lighting stuff on fire so so now that I think about it there is an innocence lost um, and so some ways I think that you know your experience max of of actually hands on experience in it younger is is maybe a, a better awakening to to what's really going on and maybe that's a better way to explore it yeah i was trying to find statistics on um like firework sales by month um Mm -hmm. i certainly get the impression that most personal fireworks are purchased um basically in the two weeks before july 4th (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no i i i think that I mean, I, sorry, I kind of missed your question because I was, I was looking at fireworks. Sales. No, I, I, I think that... <laughs> Which have gone up so much in the last 20 years, it's horrifying, by the way. Oh, that's... 2019, yeah. America officially spent over a billion dollars on consumer fireworks. <laughs> that's amazing. <sighs> yeah, and I and I really don't know where where that, that comes from other than, you know, it's, it's one neighbor wanting to buy better fireworks than the next neighbor which maybe we're becoming more competitive, which is as opposed to the, the like, uh, potluck. Oh, block party. That's the word. I couldn't even think about that. Because cause I feel like I don't, I don't interact with my neighbor. I think we've talked about this before, but I'm not the neighborly idea. I don't know if that's something people still do. But it, is it just all com- competition with your neighbors now? Or maybe there are certain places that 
uh, people are like, oh, we, we don't do fireworks on the 4th of July because our kids' ears are going to explode. So someone down the block is like, oh, you can't tell me not to do fireworks. So I'm going to buy three times as much. Um, I, I have no idea what would drive that. Yeah, when I was uh, really young, there would be a neighbor on the street that would do a bonfire like twice a summer. And that was like this big, oh, bring everyone on the street together. And um, yeah, I don't know. So maybe the bonfire is like a less... Uh, competitive way to uh i don't know to uh to play with fire and uh get people together like in the and like in the days that pierce was talking about you know the story of man oh god i'm sure the neighbors will be like oh i can build a bigger fire than that (laughs) yeah i i yeah i i just don't i also think i miss out a little bit living in you know a most of us do which is living in an urban area and we don't have the backyard or the kind of end of the street or whatever to to shoot off fireworks i think that Mm -hmm. that is the ideal place to do it and i know people do it in cities but like where would you really really do that um not even to mention where are you going to put you don't have a shed to put them in or anything we are kind of left out of this yeah, it's definitely a suburban and rural activity more so than a than a city thing. Um, in well, regards to your competition thing, I, I don't know if it's so much... I'm sure there's some of it that's competing with neighbors, for sure. And if you live in areas like along the beach where you can see all of your neighbor's fireworks, everyone's kind of competing. But mm-hmm. I'm sure there's also an aspect of competition with yourself. Like, oh, I got to put on a bigger show than last year. And then there's also the people that put it on kind of for their families and for the children in the family, like Sean was getting at. So Uncle Frank wants to put on a bigger show year after year for for sh- little little Sean. <laughs> Did I get that right? Yeah, cl- close enough. Um I, I also had sort of forgotten that I'm I'm currently living with a, a South Carolinian uh who has reminded me that uh South Carolina fireworks are the best because and I quote there are no fucking rules. <laughs> uh, and that is true. We are are you even a South Carolina? <laughs> Are you even a Southerner if you haven't bought $300 worth of fireworks in one go? To which I say, apparently, I am not a Southerner. Uh, because I don't think I have. I, it's possible that I went on a run uh, where, where $300 worth of fireworks were bought, but I don't recall being the one to buy them. So. Yeah, I just... If if uh, if states or parishes or counties have laws saying like you shouldn't do a thing that involves explosives, I have to think that that's probably a pretty good rule. I mean, ultimately, that's that's kind of what we're dealing with here. Is hey, listen, we know you can buy this in other states, but please don't get explosives and bring them here, especially to a <laughs> state that has a lot of trees or or one that well, I, I mean, <clears throat> New Orleans is always you know pretty pretty damp, but it has a lot of people around. I think that that would be a consideration. Yeah, lots of, so, well, lots of trees, too. Another interesting thing around the laws is I, I did find something that um, has the minimum age requirements for purchasing fireworks in different states. So <laughs> if you want to have a little fun, you could guess what some of the different, um, what some of the different ages are for some states. Um, I can tell West you that Virginia currently is... in, you have to be 21 years old to buy fireworks. What's West Virginia? Like 12? Uh, in West Virginia, you have to be 16. Okay. In Oklahoma, North Dakota, Mississippi, and you just have to be Arkansas, able to touch the counter. you have to be 12. <laughs> 
which is a little absurd. I don't know how you. I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to see your ID. ID. Is there even but is there even a the limit law. in South Carolina? Um, South Carolina says fourteen. Oh, okay. Nice. A, an age known for its decision-making prowess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you turned fourteen. Here's a bunch of fireworks. That is. That is typically yeah. how it goes. Well, I wonder how the, the fireworks industry is going to do with the, uh, you know, without any live sports. Because I wonder, like, what percentage of their oh, industry wow. is. Like, the fact that MLB stadiums set off, like, 20 fireworks every time someone hits a home run. I, I, I assume that, a, that the companies that make the personal fireworks are making those as well. But if there is a big difference, then then yeah, those companies might be really screwed. But then the personal fireworks companies are like, great, no sports, people are just going to buy so many fireworks. That's the thing that could happen. Has has occurred to me too, is are there just going to be way more fireworks this summer because it's going to be a seven o'clock and you don't even have those bad ABC TV shows that are like, wow, watch everybody wipe out or or whatever. So are we just going to be getting a huge influx of fireworks spending? Um, you know, are there any puts we can buy in the fireworks markets? Well, it's interesting because I think it'll also, like Kevin said, or whoever said that they're not sporting events or fireworks, but there will a, a lot of July Fourth fireworks celebrations involve bringing people together. So I would imagine those might be not happening. Although I think municipalities tend to buy their fireworks in advance, so maybe they still will. Um, but I think you could be onto something. I think pers- personal firework sales may go up with more people yeah. spending time at home yeah but there's no way they they'd be as make up for it but anyway no. this is this isn't like you know a stock prediction podcast so i think we <laughs> might have, need to go a different direction not yet <laughs> big firework will do just fine um well, yeah, Pierce, yeah. clearly we need to get you into fireworks if you, you have i just don't know where i'm gonna i mean i'm looking out on like the uh, the the area that is just all grass behind my apartment, and I think people would people would definitely narc on me uh, using any fireworks. Even if I even if I did it like, hey, you know, everybody needs a little pick me up. You know, I'll do it right at nine o'clock, so it's not too late. Uh, I'm sure all of a sudden I turn around, there would be three cops in in surgical masks, like and gloves, trying to arrest me with. You know, like little plastic wrap over the the handcuffs, so that you know, no no transfer of viral oh, things. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and, and you're also you're too close to, uh, and, and I am too, uh, to replicating the Thirty Rock fireworks special episode, where Jack Donaghy decides to have a big prime time fireworks like salute to America fireworks special in midtown manhattan and broadcasted mm. on live television and it looks like 30 rock like the rockefeller center is exploding uh, so uh it, it's you know it, it it is important to consider your surroundings and i think that's probably why it lends itself a little more to uh the suburban uh and and the rural than the densely populated uh lots of buildings urban area <laughs> because you don't want to trick anyone into thinking that there's you know that there's some shit going down 
well, maybe we should take a, a page out of the uh, the rural and and exurban and suburban book and just you know things are firing off. Just chill out, enjoy the show potentially. Yeah, sounds like nothing could go wrong. Exactly. <laughs> Ask JPP. Hoof. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, on that note, I think we should maybe wrap it up and move on to Pierce is sorry. What are you apologizing for this week? Well, you know, I was thinking in the course of, of us talking just now and, and potentially flammable and, and dangerous things. And uh, I, the other night I made um, fried chicken for the first time ever, um, which was an enjoyable experience, but it does involve heating fat oil to a high temperature. And what I'm apologizing for this week is uh, I have on a number of occasions been very disparaging towards the the uh the vegetable shortening product crisco um and uh i just want to say that that i am sorry for that it is a fine product and i have subsequently learned that you know it's vegetarian it's vegan so except for the fact that it is palm oil which is usually not not very popular because of its farming tactics crisco is an incredible product (laughs) um this whole shortening idea it seems to be really good. Did it have trans fat? Maybe, but like, no, it wasn't just uh, no. <laughs> yes, and quite a bit of it. But you know, everything in moderation, including moderation. It wasn't just like beef lard, which the emissions from the beef that goes into the beef lard was probably very dangerous. Now, again, I don't know how they're getting the palm oil because that can be a huge problem too. But it's probably not as bad as beef. And if going forward in this world, we have to put these things in mind i am sorry that i was so disparaging of uh vegetable shortening because i've said to a lot of people who seem to use it in their homes that's ridiculous uh why would you use such a thing when there's you know butter and oil and you know even not lard but like butter and other oils it's it's totally fine it will catch on fire and and like burn your whole house down but then again most of those other things will too so I, I apologize to the people's use of vegetable shortening that I have disparaged because it's a fine, fine product. Come back next week for when Pierce apologizes for finding out that uh, his one container of Crisco actually <laughs> required the same amount of emissions as 1,000 cows. I'm sorry. It was not one container. It was three cups. So uh, it was it was many, many a container. <laughs> That is a shitload of Crisco. <laughs> That's quite it just, a bit. I mean, it, it, I, I, I probably could have used less, but it, it just didn't really, didn't really work. I mean, yeah, I, I think, I guess my first thought would have probably been something like canola oil, just like a relatively neutral oil that has a, a high smoke point and costs like five cents a gallon. But you know, yeah, that's that's you know, you go to the store and then it ends up costing more than you expect. And I think the three cups of Crisco was like four dollars. Um, it's still the fact that it starts out as a semi-solid and then turns into a liquid is is disconcerting. But that's what butter is. So yeah, um, wow, well, it's 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 good to expand your horizons to experiment with flammable things. That's what we've talked that's, about today. That's a good point. Yeah, that is oh, pretty. For much the rest of us, God invented Chick Fil A. So hey. Um, yeah, it's important. It's important to note that God invented Chick Fil A. Right. I think that's really key for their marketing. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what the Kathy family thinks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, 
so we uh, oh we temporarily lost Max, but it looks like he's back just in time for a big idea from pop culture. So uh, let let's do that. And um, you know, obviously in the the time of quarantine, uh, there's no such thing as going to the movies uh, because sitting a foot away from a person in a dark room for two hours uh, seems incredibly dangerous. But that doesn't mean that there aren't new movies being put out. I I talked about um, renting. We rented The Invisible Man a while back. Uh, But there's another movie that came out on Friday uh, on it was a straight to Netflix release. I think it was supposed to come out in April, but got pushed back and and released on Netflix called The Lovebirds. Mm. And it's a a movie that stars Issa Rae from Insecure and Kumail Nanjiani from Silicon Valley and other things. Uh, And it's like a combination sort of rom-com and... uh, comedy of errors heist movie of sorts and i'm not a hundred percent sure it was a good movie uh but it was a lot of fun to watch uh so it was you know emily and i threw it on and it was an hour and a half it was a breezy quick movie Uh, i know i know uh and and it was a lot of fun so i would highly recommend if you like any of the people that are involved or if you like heist movies if you like uh zany comedies of errors like you know there it's no citizen kane but there's probably something in the lovebirds that you're gonna like so you know Hmm. check it out yes Uh, and i and i did just look that reminds me brimstone and glory is on prime now and i would highly recommend that turn the volume all the way up and go in a very dark room uh, I think that, that those would offset one another in some ways. Okay. Uh, well, on that note, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty okay Pod or at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the show on your podcast app and device of choice. If you do that, please leave us a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. So I never saw Leonard Skinner, but I sure saw Ozzy Osbourne. Brand new roads in 82 right before that plane crash. And I never saw Leonard Skinner, but I sure saw ACD. I 